and welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 2, Episode 21 on the Book of Daniel, Details of the Fourth Beast. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the Gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. Today in this 21st episode in the Book of Daniel, Chapter 7, we observe the details of the fourth beast that is given to Daniel, and Daniel has a special interest in this fourth beast. All right, let's turn to Daniel chapter 7, starting in verse 19. Then I wanted to be clear about the fourth beast, the one different from all the others, extremely terrifying, with iron teeth and bronze claws, devouring, crushing, and trampling with its feet whatever was left. I also wanted to know about the ten horns on its head and about the other horn that came up before which three fell, the horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke arrogantly and that looked bigger than the others. As I was watching, this horn waged war against the holy ones and was prevailing over them until the Ancient of Days arrived and a judgment was given in favor of the holy ones of the Most High. For the time had come and the holy ones took possession of the kingdom. Verse 23, this is what he said, the fourth beast will be a fourth kingdom on the earth, different from all the other kingdoms, it will devour the whole earth, trample it down, and crush it. The ten horns are ten kings who will rise from this kingdom. Another king, different from the previous ones, will rise after them and subdue three kings. He will speak words against the Most High and oppress the Holy Ones of the Most High. He will intend to change religious festivals and laws, and the Holy Ones will be handed over to him for time, times, and a half a time. But the court will convene, and his dominion will be taken away to be completely destroyed forever. The kingdom, dominion, and greatness of the kingdoms under all of heaven will be given to the people, the Holy Ones of the Most High. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all rulers will serve and obey him. This is the end of the account. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts terrified me greatly, and my face turned pale, but I kept the matter to myself. All right, back up to verse 19. Then I wanted to be clear about the fourth beast, the one different from all the others, extremely terrifying, with iron teeth and bronze claws, devouring, crushing, and trampling with his feet whatever was left. So Daniel, having received from the angel, the angel he'd asked, assuming the one that was standing there in the presence of God, he asked about these things. He gets a general explanation of the four beasts. Please listen to episode 20 for that background. Daniel has this special interest in the fourth beast that was much different from the others. What was different was the power wielded and the ferociousness of this earthly empire. I think especially of interest to Daniel was the teeth of iron and the claws of bronze. This would demonstrate a great devastating power to devour and destroy. Again, this started in the Roman Empire and will come to power again as the kingdom of the Antichrist. Verse 20. I also wanted to know about the ten horns on its head and about the other horn that came up before which three fell, the horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke arrogantly and that looked bigger than the others. 
So Daniel was curious as to the horns on the fourth beast's head and the new other horn that arose. This was something different. And the rise of the other horn defeats three of the other kings, part of the ten-king alliance, and begins to speak arrogantly with a very big mouth. This was a powerful and blasphemous new rise of what will be the Antichrist. The next verse holds some extremely important thoughts for the people of God. Verse 21, As I was watching, this horn waged war against the holy ones and was prevailing over them. This horn, with a big mouth, waged war against the holy ones and was winning. The Antichrist will wage war against Christians and persecute them and will for a time succeed. This certainly would have been concerning to Daniel. Remember, God had rescued him from destruction. In Revelation chapter 13, verse 5, the beast was given a mouth to utter boasts and blasphemies. It was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. It began to speak blasphemies against God, to blaspheme his name and his dwelling, those who dwell in heaven, and it was permitted to wage war against the saints and to conquer them. It was also given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All those who live on the earth will worship it. Everyone whose name was not written from the foundation of the world and the book of life of the Lamb who was slaughtered. Well, this is incredible power to wield on earth where all the earth was compelled to worship the Antichrist. Verse 22. Until the Ancient of Days arrived and a judgment was given in favor of the Holy Ones of the Most High, for the time had come and the Holy Ones took possession of the kingdom. Yes, we see the Antichrist is winning until we see the Ancient of Days arrive on the scene. The saints of God are no match for Satan. They are no match for his Antichrist until God intervenes and Christ returns and rescues his people. The Holy Ones will now then take possession of the kingdom and usher in a full kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. Stephen Miller writes, When Christ returns, the saints will rule with him. Verse 23, This is what he said, The fourth beast will be a fourth kingdom on the earth, different from all the other kingdoms. It will devour the whole earth, trample it down, and crush it. So now the angel gives Daniel the meaning of the fourth beast. This will be a fourth kingdom, very different in its rule and its viciousness. All resistance to the rule of this fourth beast will be crushed. Rome itself would indeed crush many rivals, and it would hold on to power for centuries. If we include the Byzantine elements, the Roman Empire would rule for 1,200 years compared to like 70 years for the Babylonian Empire. Verse 24, the ten horns are ten kings who will rise from this kingdom. Another king, different from the previous ones, will rise after them and subdue three kings. While the identity of these ten horns needs to be viewed for the end times because Christ's return puts them to an end. There's been much disagreement and much ink has been spilled 
on the identities of these ten kings, and perhaps that really, really does not matter when their demise is clearly seen. Going to Revelation chapter 17, starting in verse 7, Then the angel said to me, Why are you astonished? I will explain to you the mystery of the woman and of the beast with the seven heads and ten horns that carries her. The beast that you saw was and is not and is about to come up from the abyss and go to destruction. Those who live on the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world will be astonished when they see the beast that was and is not and is to come. This calls for a mind that has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman is seated. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come, and when he comes, he must remain for only a little while. The beast that was in his knot is itself an eighth king, but it belongs to the seven and is going to destruction. The ten horns you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but they will receive authority as kings when the beast for one hour. These have one purpose, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will conquer them because he is Lord of lords and King of kings. Those with him are called, chosen, and faithful. So Revelation 17 verse 13 explains that the ten kings had only one purpose, and that was to give their power and authority to the little horn, to the Antichrist, to the man of lawlessness, the beast. In Second Thessalonians 2, 1, Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to be easily upset or troubled either by a prophecy or a message or by a letter supposedly from us, alleging that the day of the Lord has come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the apostasy comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. He opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he sits in God's temple, proclaiming that he himself is God. And 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, which we studied in season 1. Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, but this we know that it is the last hour. The Antichrist will arrive, and it will dominate the ten kings that will give him the power he needs. The Antichrist will be powerful, intelligent, and arrogant. Three of the ten kings will rebel and then be crushed by the Antichrist. This will consolidate the power of the Antichrist. That would be the seven, and then the eighth to come would be the Antichrist. Verse 25, He will speak words against the Most High and oppress the Holy Ones of the Most High. He will intend to change religious festivals and laws, and the Holy Ones will be handed over to him for a time, times, and a half a time. But the court will convene, and his dominion will be taken away to be completely destroyed forever. So let's see what kind of ruler is the Antichrist. Well, he will blaspheme God, 
Revelation 13.5 says, The beast will give it a mouth to utter boasts and blasphemies. It, will be, it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months and began to speak blasphemies against God, to blaspheme his name and his dwelling, those who dwell in heaven. We also see that the Antichrist will demand that he alone should be worshipped. He will oppress the people of God. Religious freedom will be gone. And all people, in order to just supply their needs, will need to pledge allegiance and worship to him alone. Revelation 13:16, And it makes everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, the beast's name, or the number of its name. He will intend to change religious festivals and laws, and the holy ones will be handed over to him for a time's time and a half a time. The Antichrist will revise the calendar. Christmas, Easter, Passover, all gone. Religious liberty will be outlawed to be totally secular world, dominated by the Antichrist. And this total dominion will be for three and a half years, as we see again in times, times, and a half time. We also see in Daniel chapter 12 upcoming, Daniel 12, 7 says, Then I heard the man dressed in linen, who was above the water of the river. He raised both his hands toward heaven and swore by him who lives eternally that it would be for a time, times, and half a time. When the power of the holy people is shattered, all these things will be completed. Revelation 13:5 says, The beast was given a mouth to utter boasts and blasphemies. It was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. Again, 42 months is three and a half years. Revelations chapter 11, verse 1 says, When I was given a measuring reed like a rod with these words, Go and measure the temple of God and the altar and count those who worship there, but exclude the courtyard outside the temple. Don't measure it because it is given to the nations and they will trample the holy city for 42 months. And as we will read in Daniel chapter 9, Daniel 9.27 You'll make a firm covenant with many for one week and this one week here is representative of seven years. Then it says, but in the middle of the week you will put a stop to sacrifice and offering and the abomination of desolation will be on a wing of the temple until the decreed destruction is poured out on the desolator. In the middle of that seven years is three and a half years left. The Antichrist Christ comes to a seven-year reign, but the dominion and counseling of religious activities begins in the middle of the seven years. This latter half of Antichrist's rule is called the Great Tribulation. In Revelation 7.13, it says, One of the elders asked me, Who are these people in white robes, and where did they come from? I said to him, Sir, you know. Then he told me, These are the ones coming out of the Great Tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. But the court of God will intervene, and the Antichrist will be completely and utterly destroyed forever. Verse 27, The kingdom, dominion, and greatness of the kingdoms under all of heaven will be given to the people, the holy ones of the Most High. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all rulers will serve and obey Him. That horrible last kingdom comes to an end. And now the kingdom of God fills the earth. War is no more. And peace and prosperity will be, be part of God's kingdom. 
in Christ's return. All the greatness of the kingdoms under heaven, all that was left will be given to God's people. This is nothing like the earthly kingdoms, as this return of Christ and his kingdom is permanent. Matthew 5, 5 tells us, Blessed are the humble, for they will inherit the earth. All right, verse 28. This is the end of the account. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts terrified me greatly, and my face turned pale, but I kept the matter to myself. Look at the effect on Daniel. He was troubled by all the rise and fall and earthly kingdoms and God's people being trampled. However, he kept it to himself. This vision in chapter 7 and then Nebuchadnezzar's dream in chapter 2 are the same events, and they complement each other. God often repeats important truths, much like Pharaoh's two dreams that Joseph interpreted of the same famine events that were to happen. This is coming, and it is certain as all of the other prophecies that have come to pass, including the coming of Jesus Christ. Again, hope you enjoy the season two study in the book of Daniel. Next episode 22 in chapter 8, we will look at the vision of the ram, the goat, and the little horn. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend time in God's word. Please note the Biblical Tapestry has a Facebook and Instagram page. I encourage you to like and share this podcast if you feel that it is deserved. God bless you and be well.